Welcome to the Rise Up Kings podcast, where you'll hear from the pros who've built business empires without sacrificing their faith, family, or fitness. The host, Skylar Lewis, has built multiple multi-million dollar companies, is an author, speaker, and founder of the three-day Rise Up Kings experience. It's time to rise up to your God-given potential and create a life of liberty, abundance, and impact. To learn more about Rise Up Kings, go to riseupkings.com. Don't forget to subscribe. All right, so we're going to have a conversation about a pretty uncomfortable topic, and that is a conversation of pornography and porn in your marriage, right? How should you be feeling about porn in your marriage, yeah. and what are the negative effects that could show up uh, by watching porn while being married? So we're excited to dive into it. We're um, not experts by any means in this topic. However, we've gone through struggles in porn together, and we believe it's an important conversation that couples need to be having together. So we're going to go through a couple of the negative effects and then how you can um, deal with it, a couple of things we've done to deal with it and bring us actually closer together, even though it was difficult going through the process. So make sure you watch all the way through to the end because there's some really good nuggets at the end. And if you haven't hit the subscribe button already, make sure you subscribe and give us a thumbs up because we're going to go for it today and it's not going to be easy. Thanks for joining me, babe. Absolutely. I'm excited to Are talk you really to... excited? <laughs> oh, I don't know. <laughs> but that's okay too. I'm, I'm good. It's necessary, right? It's... If we're not talking about it, who's talking about it? Exactly. Exactly. We're, we're willing to go there because we want to support other couples and uh, men and women on their journey yeah. of kind of navigating this tricky uh, thing called porn. So we're going to talk about, again, the negative effects. And so starting with the first negative effect, right? Addiction, right? How addicting pornography is. So before we go into that, uh, so I struggled for years uh, with porn, right? Whether it was, you know, regularly watching it once every quarter, once a year, some years, like I still could not break it. It was very addicting. Uh, it was very addicting to me. I, I found my first uh, porn magazine when I was 12 years old in a treehouse. And so ever since that moment, I was hooked and was just into the idea of, of, of looking at porn. And so it eventually carried its way right into the marriage and was just something I knew I shouldn't be doing. Early on, I had massive guilt. Actually, always have had massive guilt because I came, come from a Christian background. And so my, you know, deep down, I knew it was not right. However, I just, it was very challenging to stop watching or to stop looking at it. And so I eventually found some tools, created some boundaries, got some accountability and built this whole process around really stopping and making sure that it was out of my life. When you say like addictive, like what do you mean? Yeah. Like you're thinking about it all the time or like, I'm sure it's different for most people, but like, what do you mean? Like, yeah. so how, do, how does someone know they're addicted to porn? They're addicted to porn if they are unable to stop watching it, like period. So if you know you shouldn't be watching it, right, and you have a desire to stop watching it, and then you just can't, whether it's twice a year, three times a year, every week, whatever it is, mm -hmm. uh, that, is an, that is an addiction if you can't stop. My journey, and I want to share, I share that journey because I want to give some people some insight and some background. Like we've, we are by no means expert in this space. No. Uh, however, we've, I've done research. We've had that we've gone through some struggles with it. And so I think it's just an important conversation to be had. And so the first negative effect right is addiction is it addicting it is completely addicting it's one of the most addictive things out there up there with 
with hardcore drugs. It's a very addictive thing, and it's important to stay away from it because it, it can be it, it can it can stick with with a person who's addicted to it for their entire life. It's interesting when I think about it being addicting. It's something that continues to stay in your mind. It's like you can't unsee what you've seen. So those, I believe those images continue to pop up and they continue to be there and they continue to affect the intimacy that you have with your spouse. Because if you're seeing something, a certain thing that you like, but then you're actually not experiencing that in real life, I feel like it can be detrimental because that continues to show up. Like you can't unsee that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It creates unrealistic expectations. Mm -hmm. That's right? point number two. Yep. It creates unrealistic expectations in marriages. There's a lot of right women that watch porn, men that watch porn. And what it does is it it's unrealistic, right? For men that um, are imagining this, are seeing this perfect woman, right? Doing these things that would actually never happen in real life many times. They now have this ingrained, every time they watch it, it's getting ingrained into their brain. And they start to expect their wife to perform or to even look like that. And when their wife is not looking like that, they lose interest. So I wouldn't say that my experience with porn um, is the same as you where it creates unrealistic expectations for me. It doesn't create any less desire. I didn't watch porn a lot. Um, so maybe the, if I would have, then that would have been the case. But as a woman, I, I didn't experience that. Yep. So men and women experience different things when it comes to mm -hmm. unrealistic expectations. I think that's probably more on the male side mm -hmm. for sure. And then less desire, right? Mm -hmm. So for men that are watching porn regularly, having unrealistic expectations, their desire for their wife uh, to be intimate with their wife is, is reduced. Yeah. And it's interesting because when you have extremely high expectations, but then there's no like groundwork, it's like, there's so much groundwork that has to happen for an intimate relationship for a woman to be able to open. Like she has to feel safe. She has to feel trusted. She has to feel nurtured. So if a husband's coming in and he's like, I want this and I want this and I want this, right? Um, and she doesn't feel safe or she doesn't feel connected with, she, the spouse will get the minimum when it comes to intimacy. Like he's not gonna, all these fantasies, all these things that they wanna have happen or that they could wanna have happen, uh, it just will not ever happen. Like there's this groundwork that has to be built in a marriage and this safety that has to be there in order for um, desires to be able to be met, I believe. Mm -hmm. I think one of the big things that we've done to kind of combat that is having boundaries and accountability, right? So we had the conversation about porn because so many times couples, I don't believe, are talking about it. Like they think their husband watches porn, but they're not actually addressing it. They're not having the hard conversation to say, is this healthy? Is this happening? Should it be happening? How do we feel about it? Like, where do we agree as a couple that we should be on this issue? What, what do you think healthy boundaries or accountability could look like in a relationship? Because I believe we did it very unhealthily because in the beginning, I couldn't handle the conversation about porn. Um, I was kind of wounded or unhealed from feeling cheated on and not trusting you. And so when you brought up porn, it was like, oh my gosh, like th that wound got opened up over and over. Every time we talked about it, like it was not healthy and it got worse and worse and worse for me. But in the beginning, we thought it was healthy for us to be talking about it. Mm -hmm. At one point you were like, okay, this is what's happening. I just want to be honest with you. But it was really hard for me to handle because then I took it as again like I made it about me but that I'm not good enough and I'm doing things wrong and I'm never going to meet your needs 
And it created a lot of strife in our relationship for a long time. I think it's important to have the conversation first off mm -hmm. with your spouse and um, like you mentioned, right? Is porn acceptable in the relationship or not? What is acceptable and how do we make sure if it's not acceptable that uh, you're avoiding it, right? And, and each spouse is avoiding it. Mm -hmm. And so part of that, right, was what really supported me is as outside accountability. Initially, I was having the conversation with you, but you really struggled with being able to understand it, mm -hmm. right? And kind of work through it. And yeah. so it just I brought didn't... up insecurities every single time. So it was just, it was hitting a wall. And so I eventually realized it really depends on the, the wife's past experience, right? Or your spouse's past experiences and also their, their ability to handle that conversation. And so I eventually found some people outside that I could be held accountable to, right? Like, hey, I could just, you know, if it was a couple times a year, hey, by the way, I messed up, wanna let you know that. It was just good accountability. I think it's critically important to have conversations with people outside your marriage also that you can, that you can, people that you respect, that you can share this information with, that you can let them know, hey, I struggle with this, I'm struggling with porn, or right now I'm addicted to it, or uh, it's just hard for me to not watch it, and then, hey, do you mind if I, if I let you know, or can we have a conversation each time I mess up on this so I can eventually work past it, right? Uh, eventually move on from porn. And so I think accountability is critical for people that want to move on from porn, men or women, having somebody that they can be accountable to when they watch it, when they mess up, and then be able to course correct from there. That was really hard for me during that time when it was happening um, to know that you would actually reach out to someone, right? Or to trust, like, it's like I had like, control for me is really big deal and knowing what's going on and having my hand kind of on something and for me to like let go of that control and allow you to talk to somebody else about it and be accountable to somebody else was really, really, really hard. Um, so we had to continue to have conversations and sometimes it felt like we were rehashing old wounds, but thank you for being willing to allow me to share my insecurities and to express myself when I wasn't feeling comfortable because if you didn't give me that space to share what was actually going on with me and you would just shut me down whenever we had that, like, oh, I'm dealing with it. I've got it. Um, and maybe that happened a couple of times too. It would have been a lot harder for us to get through, but we continued to have to have dialogue. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it's important. And so it's a, uh, it's a touchy subject. Porn will prevent the next level of intimacy in marriage. Yeah. Like I really do. I feel like when people can stop watching porn and fall in love with their spouse, with their spouse's body, with everything about them, that that's where true passion, intimacy, depth, connection can happen. But as long as we have these expectations and these images and this these ideals that are not in alignment with what current reality is, then that's where um, that's where marriages can kind of struggle and not reach that that height. It's so crazy what you just said. So when you you said when I can fall in love with your body, that is such a hindrance to intimacy. Like when I question or when a spouse, I believe, with all the women that I've been working with, if they question whether or not their husband wants them or desires them, they go into a shell and they're not gonna open up and they're not gonna you know, wanna, oh, what do you want? You know, like, how can I meet your needs? Like, that's the last thing that she's gonna ask if she's not 100% certain that you desire her. Like, if you, if I don't know that you want me, mm -hmm then I'm not gonna wanna meet your needs or wanna even talk about this conversation and I'm gonna shut it down every single time. Well, there are many couples out there that aren't actually attracted to each other physically. 
Right. And so that can be the challenge. So what happens when you're not actually attracted to your wife? But you were at one point. Yeah, you were at one point. So, but attraction can fade, right? I guess so. Yeah. It's a normal, so, but, it's a it, but it's a choice. Like it really, I, I believe it's a choice, right? Yeah, you can choose to focus on. So it's interesting. I am grateful for the mindset that you've always had. You're like, babe, I'll always love you no matter what. No matter what size you're at. No matter whether you're big or whether you treat me bad or like whatever it is. Like I'll always love you. We may not have sex as often, but I'll always <laughs> love you. Yes. Um, but like that's. A choice, like just as a as a woman, like me knowing I'm gonna be loved no matter what, right? Mm-hmm. And then it's up to me, like I can choose to take care of my body, right? And but you've been gracious. It's not like I have this range. Like thankfully we met when I was a bigger weight, but I have this range that I can be at, and I know that you'll love me. But even as I weighed more, you focused on the good things about me. And people's levels of attraction go up and down, right? Yeah. A guy will sometimes be in a very attractive state. Sometimes it's even him mm-hmm. also, mm-hmm. right? He'll just be, right, just very uh, aware and attracted to like be very aware of, you know, beautiful women and just like, and then sometimes that, that goes down. That, that, I'm not sure what that is, but that drops. So where, how do you combat that then? Yeah, so what I've done, right, I've chosen to focus on what I love about you. So that's been the, the critical like piece, right? So let's say your pinky toe is looking a little ugly that year. And so I won't stare at your pinky toe the whole time, right? I'll find out what I'm in love with, yeah. right? And at one point you loved the yeah, upper boobs, part of my body. Yeah, at one point I was into, right, yeah, uh, I was into boobs when you had boobs and then they, right, you had them removed and then I was into your butt now because you have a butt, but then I fall in love with your boobs again and then you're, there's just, so you just, uh, it's what, whatever you focus on, find, magnifies, magnifies, yes. so find things that you love in your spouse, right? Maybe it's her eyes or maybe it's her certain parts of her body or whatever it is that is very, that you can kind of fall in love with and yes. see attraction because you can either focus on the worst part of your spouse's body which will cause you to think she's unattractive. Yeah. Or you can focus on what's beautiful about your spouse because everybody has something beautiful about them. Yeah. And you can focus on that and you'll fall in love with that, with your spouse's body, right? And so it just depends on what part of your body you're looking at. No, this, what's crazy is that's the exact same thing I would say to women, right? If there's a woman watching this, like she can focus on all the things that she doesn't like about her body, which most women do. Mm-hmm. Most women absolutely do. And that's all that they see and they don't feel sex and they don't want to wear lingerie and they don't show up like owning their body. But the process to begin to switch that is beginning to focus on the parts of their body that they do like, right? And seeing those and, and those become magnified. And then they start to have more confidence. They start to own their body and they start to actually become more attractive to mm-hmm. their partner because yep. they feel more attractive internally at first. Yep. That's true. When you feel, when I can tell that you feel beautiful or hot or attractive, you actually become more hot. And attractive, right? Mm-hmm. It's not—it's not only your body; it's also your personality, it's yes. your energy, yes. it's your feminine side of your of your of yourself, right? If you're bringing in the masculine energy or the feminine energy, yes. And I'm much more attracted to, to the feminine, Aww. right? Yep, for sure. So you're able to kind of manage the attraction, also. So you've learned that though yeah. through some time, and I've had to learn how to how to manage attraction, also. Mm-hmm. So I think it's a it's a game. It's a it's a mental <laughs> mental game to really continue to stay attracted, stay in love. Uh, it's not just, oh, my wife gained 10 pounds. I'm no longer attracted to her anymore. I'm going to stop having sex and I'm just going to be, you know, I'm going to go, you know, go to strip clubs or go do random stuff instead. It's like, no, no, no. Your wife gained 10 pounds. Cool. Now find something else you love about her. Make her feel hot. 
find ways to make her feel hot. Let, yeah. let her bring out her hotness, yeah. right? Go get her some lingerie or go do something uh, that would make her feel good and have great energy. And then you'll start and start to focus on what you love about her, mm-hmm. uh, what we love about her body. Specifically. It's funny, as you say that, I feel like you've told me, like, I know what you love about my body because you actually tell me out loud. Yeah. That's huge. Yeah. So, thanks for having this (laughs) (laughs) fun conversation, right? Uh Uh-huh. Porn, the effects of it, maybe how to move through it, and then what you can do about it. Thanks for listening. Be sure to tune in for more episodes, which come out every other week. Click the subscribe button to become a part of the Rise Up Kings tribe. And check out the three-day experience at riseupkings.com.